Glory to you, O Lord. The gospel this morning does indeed come from Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 through 16, and can be found on page 1529 in your pew Bible. Matthew records, For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. Now, when he had agreed with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into the vineyard. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said to them, You also go into the vineyard, and whatever is right I will give you. So they went. And again, he went out at about the sixth and the ninth hour and did likewise. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing idle. And he said to them, Why have you been standing here idle all day? They said to him, Because no one hired us. And he said to them, you also go into the vineyard, and whatever is right, you will receive. So when evening had come, the owner of the vineyard said to his steward, Call the laborers and give them their wages, beginning with the last to the first. And when those came who were hired about the eleventh hour, they received a denarius. But when the first came... They supposed that they would receive more, and they likewise received a denarius. And when they had received it, they complained against the landowner, saying, These last men have worked only one hour, and you made them equal to us who have borne the burden and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them and said, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what is yours and go your way. I wish to give to this last man the same as to you. Is it not lawful for me to do what I wish with my own things? Or is your eye evil because I am good? So the last will be first, and the first last. For many are called, but few are chosen. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So, one of the things that we learn in our early school years 
one of the things is how to wait in line, how to wait and then take your turn. There's a sweet little book that I've mentioned before titled, Everything I Ever Needed to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. Waiting. Waiting is something that we do all of our lives. And sometimes we wait in line for good things. And sometimes we wait in line for bad things. And as somebody whose last name starts with the letter W, I was often near the end of the line, whether I wanted to be there or not. And one of the rules of waiting in line is that the front of the line is first, and the back of the line is last. And if you're in a bank, for example, the people at the front of the line get to do their business with the teller first. And if you are in a store, the people at the front of the line get to go and pay for their groceries first. If you are at the fast food drive-thru, the people in the front of the line get their hamburgers first or at least before you. Believe it or not, there is a technical term, a name for this kind of activity. It's called FIFO, or first in, first out. And this is the way that we expect things to work in a well-ordered society. And once again, today's gospel reveals to us that Jesus is not out to fulfill our expectations. He does not conform to society's model. Instead of FIFO, first in, first out, Jesus said, the last will be first, and the first will be last. This is the exact opposite of what we would reckon as fair. There's a term for that one too. It's called LIFO, last in, first out. So Jesus illustrates this idea with one of his parables. The situation we read unfolds is this, this parable, the first part of it, it isn't really all that unusual as he sets the scene. We read of a man that needed some help in his vineyard, so he went to the market to pick up some laborers. He hired some at daybreak. Then he hired some more about three hours later. Some more after about lunch time, and then some a little while after that. This is really a typical labor situation so far. But then, late, late in the afternoon, he kept on hiring. And these workers have to get out to the vineyard. They got to talk to a foreman who has to give them a task. And then they have to set up. And then they begin working. So basically, every worker has to go through a little bit of an orientation. There's some downtime. That happened even in the first century. So what's true is this. 
you're not going to get your money's worth out of people that you hire after the middle of the afternoon. Makes sense. Nevertheless, the employer in our parable is still hiring with only one hour left in the day. This is clearly not done in an earthly society. Then to top it all off, the workers, we read, who barely had time to get out to the vineyard before the sun went down, received a full day's pay, a full denarius, just as if they had worked all day. They even received the denarius first, before those who had worked all day. And this demonstrates a total lack of business sense. It is certainly not fair. And Jesus said that the kingdom of heaven is like this man who hired these laborers, even after it is too late to get any meaningful work out of them. It is like an employer who gives a day's pay for an hour's time. The kingdom of heaven does not make sense from an earthly point of view. It's just not fair. But then again, our salvation is not fair. The master of the entire universe took on human flesh. He suffered and he died so that sinners can have eternal life. God the Father poured out the wrath of his justice on his totally innocent son so that sinners could go free. That's not fair. Even so, as the son suffered on the cross for the sins of the world, he turned to a thief and said, Truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. And so the thief goes to heaven because the innocent Son of God suffered for his sin. Is it fair that even as a state executioner slides the needle into the vein, is it fair that the Holy Spirit can work faith in a condemned criminal? Is it fair that criminals of the worst kind can believe in Jesus Christ and wake up from their execution into the arms of the Lord? Is it fair that Jesus' suffering and death on the cross offers forgiveness, life, and salvation even to the worst sinner, even if they did not believe until they reached the point of death? Is that fair? We might, we might be tempted to think that 
God's system of rewards is unfair. The conversation that the landowner had with the resentful laborer at the end of today's parable, it warns us against that sort of thinking. It is a warning for those of us who have been members of a congregation all of our lives. You see, Satan will tempt us to think more highly of ourselves than we should. He will tempt us to believe that we deserve more because we have been Christians for a longer time. We are always in danger of taking our faith for granted. We are always in danger of looking down on those who are new to the faith. Once you think of it this way, once you think about the one place, there is one place, where the worldly idea of fairness is in full force. And once you think of that place, you'll be glad that God is unfair with you. There is a place that continuously doles out the fair punishment that sin deserves. Hell. Hell is filled with people who the Lord went to the cross to save. They are there because of their sin. They are there because they rejected the gift of salvation, which the Lord earned for them with his totally unfair suffering and death. They rejected. God does not want them there, but they insisted on an eternity that was fair. So how thankful can we be that salvation is not fair? If God were utterly fair, then we would have to spend an eternity in hell for every slander, every adulterous thought, every time anything or anyone has been more important than God in our lives. The fair thing would be for God to condemn us to hell for every sin of thought, every sin of word, and every sin of deed. We might think our sins are tiny and unimportant. Nevertheless, in God's eyes, it only takes one sin to lose everything. And we can be and should be so thankful that God is not fair. God continues to search the marketplace of this world for workers. Workers for his vineyard. The Holy Spirit may find us in the marketplace early in the morning when, as infants, he works faith in us through the word combined with the water in holy baptism. The Holy Spirit may find us in the market and give us faith at the last exhalation of the last breath before sundown. Or he may find us somewhere in between. 
no matter when we receive this faith, we know that all the guilt of every sin is gone, that it's taken away by the Son's sacrifice on the cross. We know that by his resurrection and his ascension, our Lord Jesus Christ has prepared a place for us. And whether our faith is old or our faith is young, we all receive the gift of life everlasting. The parable in today's gospel illustrates the unfair nature of God's salvation. No matter when we receive saving faith as a gift from the Holy Spirit, we all receive the same heaven. From this parable, we learn that while there is still breath, the Holy Spirit can still work faith. This is a great comfort for those who have loved ones who are not yet Christians. It is also a comfort for those who come to faith later in life. Now, there will be some who will say, if God will give me all of heaven, whether I become a member today or become a member in 10 years, why should I join the church now? Why not enjoy life and then become a Christian at the last minute. Well, perhaps the first answer that comes to mind is that no one really knows when the sun will set on his life. Accidents happen, and they happen quickly. Sometimes death is a result of a long illness, and we know that the time is soon. And sometimes death comes in the form of a drunk driver or a mechanical failure, and death gives us absolutely no warning at all. Don't resist the Holy Spirit because you think you have plenty of time. Now is the time Today is the day of salvation. Now another answer that comes after a little more thought is that God wants to be a part of our lives right now. The blessings that God gives while we work in the vineyard are for us right now, for you in the vineyard right now. We have the knowledge, those of us who are in Christ, believers, we have the knowledge that even now our sins are forgiven for Jesus' sake. We have the confidence and hope of knowing that Jesus is with us right now in this world. We have the privilege of talking to God at any time. And even though the one who comes to faith late in life receives all the gifts of heaven, he has lived much of life deprived. Deprived of what? Deprived of comfort and of confidence 
that faith gives. The parable in today's gospel, it reminds us that sometimes it is good for us to be treated unfairly. Whether we are faithful Christians all of our lives or receive the gift of faith with our last breath, hear me now, we all receive the same thing, and that is eternal life with God. In the name of Jesus, amen.